Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. My name's Ralph, and I'm a bad guy. Uh, let's see. I'm nine feet tall. I weigh 643 pounds. Got a little bit of a temper on me. Hey, you moved my stump! My passion bubbles very near the surface, I guess. Not gonna lie. Anywho, what else? Uh, I'm a wrecker. I wreck things professionally. I'm gonna wreck it! Hello and welcome to Pixels in the Animation's 50th episode. We're halfway done with the podcast. I wanted to do something a little special for the 50th episode and we will return to Mega Man coverage uh, after this episode, obviously. A few listeners have asked me about doing a certain video game film on this podcast and I'll here you go, Pixel fans. We are here tonight to review Wreck-It Ralph. As you know, I am TFG and Mike. Joining me are my fellow Badanon members, TV's Mr. Neil. I'm gonna wreck it. And Steve Megadron. I can fix it. <laughs> yeah, I would have to say if Steve and I were ever video game characters that were not licensed video game characters like Mario, or I, I would most likely be Wreck It Ralph and he would be Fix It Felix, just solely based on our physical appearances <laughs> and mike would break it and i would fix it yeah uh-huh. hey i don't break stuff Shh. i'm not kevin anyhow <laughs> anyhow i'm not touching that so, nah. <laughs> with a 10 foot pole or otherwise yeah the 10 foot drain pipe um all right folks so wreck it ralph uh, did all of us see this in theaters or no? No. Did you have any inclination to see it in theaters at all, Neil? I did, but I don't remember why I didn't. Um, no, I wanted to, but I ended up just seeing it on home video. Hmm. What about you, Steve? Um, I, I wanted to see it just because it was a video game based thing, but, um, uh, it was also pretty close to the time that my wife was due with uh, my son. Yes. <laughs> so there wasn't a snowball's chance in hell of me seeing that in theater. Uh, but I did see it after it came out on, on uh, DVD, though. Mm-hmm. Um, as everyone knows, came out in 2012, directed by Rich Moore. Uh, I... <sighs> didn't know this is one of those things where this is a dis this isn't this isn't pixar folks this is disney this is the walt disney company doing this yeah and i was really really skeptical before i had even seen a trailer or anything knew anything about the movie the whole i i didn't even know what the idea was i just had heard the title in passing or i had seen the title in passing on social media and i'm like Wreck-It Ralph, what are they doing? What has Disney gone and done now? 
Um, and I kind of avoided it for a while. I didn't, you know, go into it thinking, oh, this is going to be bad at all. I just kind of... I kind of just forgot about it until it hit media release and I saw it finally and I loved it. I dare I say this is the best video game movie we've ever had comparatively to other video game movies that we've had like Alone in the Dark and Doom and Super Mario Brothers. I mean, <laughs> come on. You know, this is a thousand times better than all of those combined. But I'll say this, it's not better than Street Fighter. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, so Disney film. Uh, basic plot line is it's your classic... Um, I don't want to say woe is me, but it's your classic... Uh, you know, a bad guy wants to be have a little bit more respect kind of thing and let's face it ralph really he is a bad guy he is you know supposed to be the villain of the game but he's not like bowser he's not kidnapping princesses and taking the different castles he's not um he's not as evil as the cybugs in 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 his own movie you know um and i love how they bring in all the i don't want to say video game stereotypes but just pop culture Stare at, like, a support group for bad guys. Like, who thinks of this stuff? <laughs> Obviously these writers, but it's just... I just thought that was hilarious. I really, really dug that. Um, so Ralph is tired of, of being underappreciated. Because, let's face it, as we see in the movie, without Ralph, Fix-It Felix Jr. the game can't survive. At all. Um... So Ralph wants to win a medal. He wants to become a hero. He wants to, you know, prove to everybody that he can be a good guy and and all this and all that. And all kinds of hell ensues. And, you know, we have candy-coated uh, confectionery with Sugar Rush and everything else. Um, really quickly, I want to run down the voice cast. Uh, you have John C. Riley as Wreck-It Ralph. You have Sarah Silverman, of all people, as Vanellope Von Schweetz, which she does a damn good job in this. Jack McBrayer as Fix-It Felix Jr. Jane Lynch as Sergeant Tamora Jean Calhoun. Alan Tudyk as King Candy. <laughs> what the hell? Oh, boy. Um, Mandy Kaling as Taffeta Mutton Fudge. Joe Lowe Trulo as Markowski, uh, Ed O'Neill as Mr. Litwack, Dennis Haysbert as the general as General Hologram. Hey, man, if only this movie came out a, like two years ago instead of almost three years ago now, because you could have a crossover between Wreck-It Ralph and Catch a Contractor. <laughs> because Adam Carolla is one of the uh, is the eclair guard. <laughs> That's hilarious. Horatio Sands is the other guard, and Rich Moore is the voice of Sour Bill. Uh, Neil, what do you think of the overall plot of the movie and the voice cast in general? Uh, the voice cast is really good. The plot, um, it's a good plot. I just it's just that I knew exactly what was what was going to happen, like 
five steps ahead the whole way through the movie. And I don't. I presume we're going to be spoiling the hell out of this. Oh yeah, the movie's yeah. three years. Yeah, I old. mean there were there were times in the movie where I was like, okay, he's gonna wreck the car, and a scene down the line, fix the Felix is gonna fix the car, and I just knew everything that was gonna happen, and it was, it it is a, an enjoyable movie, and maybe I'm just like hyper hyper uh, conscious of that sort of thing, just mm-hmm. just because, and it's. Like I said, it's a it's a decent enough plot. It's just that I knew everything that was going to happen, and that that kind of took me out of the experience for for much of the movie. Um, yeah, I love the voice cast. Uh, John C. Riley's awesome. Uh, Vanellope is uh, uh, Sarah Silverman. She's great. Um, the the characters are really interesting. I, I immediately uh, noticed that, of course, Fix It Felix, Wreck It Ralph, totally based on Donkey Kong. I mean, it's obviously Donkey Kong. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and it, it it kind of plays on the theme that Donkey Kong is just, you know, kind of this force of nature. He's not really an evil character, but he, get, he gets to be the bad guy and maybe, you know, in some way he, he would resent that if uh, Donkey Kong wasn't an idiot. So, you know. They they convert him to Wreck It Ralph, and of course Donkey Kong actually did end up being a hero, sort of if you accept that whole thing about uh, cranky and all. Uh, I don't even want to get into into that. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a good movie. Um, I don't I don't really know what else to say until we actually get into the plot. So maybe I should just uh, bounce it back to you guys. Steve, thoughts on the voice cast? Um, I think it's pretty solid. I mean, there's really not any any complaints I have on it. Um, I I think that I mean, I, normally I'm not a fan of some of these people like in in their live action roles, but as they are animated versions, I'm they fit perfectly. I mean, you couldn't get more of a quirky bunch for uh, for this voice cast. And I, I think that it suited it very well as it, it progressed. And, and like you said, Neil, it does kind of follow the Donkey Kong formula. Um, and and it's funny, too, because if you look at the characters, <laughs> they're very reminiscent of their live-action counterparts. Mm-hmm. Um, all of them. Uh, but the, the, the sheer kind of crossover between all the different... Uh, Animated universes, I think, kind of help too, but it's 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 definitely solid in that. So the plot we um, we start out with it being uh, Wreck It Ralph and Fix It Felix Jr. thirtieth anniversary, and we start off in the Badenon meeting center, where Ralph is basically pouring his heart out, saying, you know, I want a little bit more respect and. They wouldn't, you know, they wouldn't be able to give Felix the medal if I didn't do my job and wreck it. And you go around the room, you have Bowser, you have um, the ghoul thing from Pac-Man, you have Zangief from Street Fighter 2. I don't know why, but you have Zangief. Not necessarily a bad guy. (laughs) No. I mean, and that's good. God. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, 
he even points out, you, you even though you are a bad guy, it doesn't mean you are a bad guy. And then you have the zombie coming in, and it's like, oh, God. I think I, I, I this is going to break a lot of people's brains, because anyone that's listened to me here on GCRN knows I am not a fan of zombies whatsoever. I just don't care about the whole zombie phenomenon when it comes to television and movies and all that stuff, and... This might be the only zombie I actually enjoy watching because <laughs> it's more of a comedy thing than a horror thing. Right. Uh, so you have all those characters, and they all kind of go, you know, after the meeting, they say their, you know, their serenity prayer kind of thing, and they go off, and, and we find out that... Um, the inside of the power strip is called Game Central Station. And they're actually, the doorways to each game are shaped like like the plugs would be shaped. And I thought that the, the design in this movie is amazing. It really, really is. Um, so Ralph goes back to his game and on his way he sees Qbert, of all people. <laughs> Poor Qbert. <laughs> yeah, Qbert doesn't get no love, people. Um, and a bunch of other ones. I have, like, I can't remember off the top of my head who else was there. Um, in that in that first scene, I really, really can't. Um, so, oh, we all, in in the Bannon meeting. You also have Doctor Eggman. Who's <laughs> Interesting. Um, and you, so Ralph goes back to his game and they, you know, he sees that, you know, Felix is up with the nice landers and they're having a party and he goes in cause he wants to be a part of it cause he's a part of the game too. And you know, they get into an argument over where he should be in the cake and what kind of frosting the cake should have. And he just ends up wrecking everything and, Goes over to, is it? It's Tapper's, right? It's Tapper. I'm yeah, pretty sure. Yeah. Also known uh, as Root Beer Tapper. Yeah. He goes over to Tapper's and is talking to the the barkeep there, and he wants to win a medal because he thinks winning a medal is going to garner him favor with, uh, you know, it's, it's going to make him friends. It's going to make him more likable. Uh, he runs into Markowski. Who is drunk off his ass or something? I that is that that is one of the silliest bits in this movie. Outside of when we get to obviously the more silly characters, but the whole thing where Markowski just walks right into the wall and it, it it's like nobody's controlling him. It's like somebody just set him on a path and he's just gonna walk through anything. Um, it just it's kind of like when your when your game freezes on something and you're just doing the same thing over and over again. Uh, so Ralph knocks him out, steals his armor and goes over to his game, uh, hero's duty. Anybody who's anybody knows what this is. It's Halo. Pretty much. (laughs) It's pretty much Halo. I love how each of the games... 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Obviously, each game has its own unique style and obviously, you know, design or whatever else. But in Heroes Duty, I love how they emulate the first-person shooter kind of thing. I thought that was hilarious that there's an actual robot there (laughs) that is the first-person shooter. (laughs) So hilarious. Um, Ralph uh, eventually gets the medal, uh, but in the process, he wakes up one of the eggs that are. Now, this is what. I, I guess it's a testament to, you know, you have to make it through this minefield of eggs before you can get the medal. But if. Actually, what I thought it was is that he was between games, like, like the next game hadn't started up. Right. Started up, so all the eggs were still in there. So he had to okay. kind of tiptoe around them. Otherwise, they wouldn't be there. See, that's what I'm thinking. It's like if you're, you know, if the if the object of Hero's duty is to get up to the top of the tower and get the medal, why? And I and I and I know he was in between games. You're right. I didn't, didn't say that right, but anyway. Um, so he gets the medal. He accidentally steps on an egg, releases one of the cybugs. Um. And these things, as uh, as Jane Lynch's characters, uh, as Calhoun says, they're a virus, and that thing grew pretty big once Ralph hit it just one time. Right. And these bugs don't even have to eat anything; they can just grow exponentially. It's crazy. So the movie picks up where uh, the the action really kind of picks up, and the comedy picks up where. Ralph and the Cybug get stuck in a escape pod type ship. They end up flying out of Heroes Duty, barreling around inside Game Central Station, and then ending up in Sugar Rush, which is probably the sweetest game in the arcade, quite literally. Because it's a candy go-kart game. Thoughts so far, guys? It's Candyland. It is. Yeah. <laughs> and like I said earlier, I, the, already I, I started to see where the story was going and what was going to happen. Like, like when the game ended, there was a big beacon of light that all the all the side bugs flew up to. I'm like, huh, that's going to be a thing later. And of course, mm-hmm. it was. <laughs> just, I think I've, I've I've just been writing for so long that I just automatically know. <laughs> That nothing is a is a non sequitur, and so these these kids' movies in particular just they just have like red flags all over the place. I, I'm like I shouldn't watch these anymore. <laughs> nothing surprises me, but yeah. 
Absolutely. Steve, thoughts so far up to the point to where we get to Sugar Rush? Um, I mean, it's a, like like you guys have mentioned, it is pretty predictable. It is pretty much Halo, and it pretty much is Candyland. Um, I mean, not really any like deep thoughts or into that. I mean, it's just it is what it is. It's well throughout the. This whole time up until they get to Sugar Rush, they are trying to figure out where Ralph is or where Ralph is gone and whatever else. And there's one scene where Kubert actually goes out to fix it Felix Jr.'s game and talks to Felix. And I thought that was kind of cool that Felix can speak Kubertese. But um, they jump to the conclusion that Ralph has gone turbo. And they then have to explain what going turbo is. And they explain the history of turbo and turbo time. And uh, Although they, Monot- they waited a while on that because it, I think it was at least 40, 45 minutes before they even explained what turbo was. And, you know, for, for much of the first part of the movie, whenever I heard them saying going turbo, I thought they were making fun of Street Fighter 2 turbo. That was like, <laughs> that was the... We're gonna keep releasing the same game over and over again, type thing right. that was going on in the '90s. Right, absolutely. That's kind of what I was thinking. I really wasn't sure what yeah. it meant beyond that. And in fact, it was M. Bison who said it the first time. So that that just cemented it in my mind. <laughs> I think in a way they were kind of drawing from that. Is just that they allowed that to be a non sequitur for much of the movie until they finally got around to explaining it. Mm-hmm. And I'll say, you know, I'll say this, you know, Neil, you're saying you can pretty much predict the entire movie as it's going along. You're, you're three or four steps ahead of the movie. And I got to say at the end, the reveal that King Candy is turbo. I, uh, the first time I saw the movie, I did not see that coming. I really didn't. I did. <laughs> Because once again, I saw, I saw them explain the Turbo character. I'm like, hmm, he's going to be coming back later. I wonder who he could be. There's only one villain in the movie. <laughs> yeah, because let's face it, Sour Bill is not a villain at all. Yeah. <laughs> so be, uh, and the... uh, King Candy, a.k.a. Ed, uh, Edwin, a.k.a. the Mad Hatter. Yep, yep. Um... So as we're in the Sugar Rush uh, game, Ralph meets Vanellope von Schweetz. And, you know, she has her, 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 all little, you know, her own little sayings and everything else, and she's making fun of Ralph. And she then sees his medal and goes to basically race him up the tree, the, the, the peppermint stripe tree, where apparently if you hold on to a double stripe too long, it's going to break. Um that was a little strange. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what... I I mean, I guess it works for the plot, but uh, that was a little weird. Um, yeah, specifically because they're in a racing game. It's like, at what point in the racing game do you climb trees and where that where that sort of rule would come into effect? Well, I think because they, 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 they live in these worlds. I, I, I think that's kind of the point of the movie is that all these people, no matter which game you're in, you have to live in your own game world. You have to live inside your game. So they needed to find a way 
to incorporate the backgrounds of the game. That's true. Um, so she steals his medal to use as a coin to enter into the into the race, which apparently King Candy absolutely does not want to happen because Pen, uh, Vene- I keep wanting to call her Penelope for some odd reason. Penelope is a glitch. She is only a glitch, ladies and gentlemen, because King Candy made her a glitch. Right. She isn't a glitch. Uh, you know, she was never a glitch in the first place. Um, and this, and I guess I should have seen this coming because apparently King Candy isn't even. You know what's funny? If King Candy is supposed to be a part of this game, what did Turbo do with the real King Candy? He didn't exist. He created him. Ah. Yeah. Uh, um, so Ralph and Vanellope have this whole, you know, I'm mad at you, I'm mad at you kind of friendship kind of thing going on. They eventually become friends. He helps her get a car, enter the race, and then King Candy talks to him and is like, it's not going to work and blah, 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 and trying to get his way. Um... I think the funniest thing in this whole this whole sugar rush part is when um, when Ralph is stuck in the giant cupcake and he uh, <laughs> he tries to escape and run away and the eclair and the donut are like send out the devil dogs and I'm like wait what and the two giant devil like actual <laughs> hostess yeah. devil dogs come out. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was so funny. I thought that was hilarious. Um, yeah, another weird thing about about the Candy Crush world is that all the video game uh, uh, cameos totally ceased to exist and then were promptly replaced by product placement, like Mentos and, and Nesquik <laughs> and, and Hostess. So, and, yeah. I'm like, first, again, it's I'm letting my... my video game uh, knowledge kind of get the better of me here, but I'm like, why are all these product placements in this game? Why would why would anyone do that? Unless, well, I guess, I guess you know we have we have a uh, like crazy taxi that had KFC and Pizza Hut, but why why is there a mountain dedicated to Mentos? I mean, that's kind of well, it's it's Diet Cola Mountain. I know, but and why would Mentos? Why, why would you have? Uh, why, why would you have a sugar-free zone in your candy game? It's kind of like it, that. That'd be kind of like having a having like a, a an insulin needle highway or something. <laughs> wow. Um, well, she did explain that it was an unfinished portion of the game. They never finished it and closed it off. And yeah, it. I mean, let's face it. Diet Cola is, you know a junk food kind of thing. It's not specifically candy, but it is a junk food kind of a thing. And, and Mentos, it, it goes to the whole thing of, you know, being able to have a soda bottle explode on you. Right. You know, I did soda like it, it, was the, it was the volcano. I mean, that's yeah. <laughs> it was the most logical thing you could do with it. Well, it was the only thing you could do with it because of what happens where you have to have that beacon again. Mm-hmm. Like you were saying earlier, it's going to come up later. Um, so, Ralph, not Ralph, uh, Fixit Felix and, and Calhoun go into Sugar Rush to try to find Ralph, and 
Calhoun is trying to find the cybug, which apparently is underneath the world, laying a thousand and one, like, I don't know how many eggs were underneath that video game world. There was a lot of them. Uh, that's one pregnant bug, folks. Um, <laughs> uh, Calhoun can't get a decent signal because of all the candy interference, and Fix-It Felix wants to go find Ralph. Felix ends up in jail in the in the dungeon, uh, and the all the Nicelanders back in the in in Ralph and Felix's game realize, oh hey, we don't have a game without Ralph, and uh, they have to basically. I'm trying to think here. Um, Ralph has to break Felix and, and Vanellope out of prison. He basically has to, you know, gain their trust again. Uh, we end up starting the race, uh, and sadly, the Cybug army is too strong. And as as I mean, we we get a good portion of the race. We get a nice, you know, we get a nice little cherry bomb thing with uh, with the three villain girls and all that. We get uh, King Candy. This is where we find out that he is actually Turbo from TurboTastic, um, and I, I mean, I, I just really enjoy this movie. I have, ladies and gentlemen, I, I, I know there are probably things wrong with this movie, stuff that we can nitpick, but I still really enjoy this one. Um, it's one of those plots that, yeah, it is predictable, it is something, but I don't know, every time I've watched it, because I've watched it a lot in the last six months, because it's been on constantly, um, I find something new every time as far as like a background thing and it's not just the cameos it's just different things in the backgrounds of the worlds that I really really enjoy um, Neil do you have any uh, oh, Steve, let's go with Steve Steve do you have any nitpicks about the movie at all uh, not really any nitpicks I mean I, I think it's kind of cool the amount of stuff that they did manage to cover in there I mean you, you had all the different franchises show up um, Mm-hmm. Not, not. I mean, not all of them, but you had right. a good portion of them. Um, you know, Sonic, Pac-Man, Qbert, um, all the original characters, um, Street Fighter, and so on. So, I mean, you did get a nice, nice quality bunch of that. Um, you did get uh, a, enough like eight-bit, sixteen-bit quality video shots of some of the characters and some of the um, the gameplay. As well as the the CGI, you know, 3D type of design. Um, no, I mean, I, I think that, yeah, I mean, uh, besides the the product placement of the Mentos and, and stuff like that, which was kind of um, a little bit off putting. Um, I think it was pretty mm. solid, though. Other than that, mm. what about you, Neil? Well, like he said, there's stuff to nitpick, and I, I'm. I'm willing to. I, I'm totally willing to uh, admit that a lot of it is just that I'm so cognizant of it that there are no uh, uh, non sequiturs in movies. Pretty much anything you see on the screen is going to factor into the plot somehow. Um, so, you know, I can't really, I can't really knock it, knock it for that because I know that that's just me knowing how people write. Now, I, I really did like. 
looking for cameos. I know I haven't spotted them all, but I know I, I, I saw like Frogger for a split second. I saw Dig Dug. And the nerdiest one of all is I spotted a character from Shining Force. <laughs> that, has to be the, that has to be the geekiest throwaway uh, cameo in the movie. It's, it's like the one girl who was in the uh, band. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Add an on uh, scene. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I really like this movie. Uh, I... I don't. I don't think I'll be able to make a general comment. So I think we're, when we get more in depth, uh, I'll have more to say. But it, I don't. I don't have. I really don't have a lot of negative to say. I. I thought it was a really cute movie. The, the one. I guess the one comment I. I would say is that. Uh, I. I went into it expecting like the video game equivalent of Who Framed Roger Rabbit, and this movie is just not that. That was like the one. Not, it's not even a negative comment. It's just like a comment that I think a lot of people were expecting that, and it wasn't that sort of movie. Well, this is, I mean, okay, don't get me wrong. Touchstone Pictures is Disney, but it, that's their division where they don't, where they can make more, quote-unquote, adult films as far as, you know, PG-13 and rated R and all that stuff as far as live action goes. So this, like, I knew... Once I, you know, saw that this was going to be an animated film, I knew it wasn't going to be like that. It does have a little bit of Roger Rabbit to it with the whole outside world and people coming into the arcade and then the arcades closing. It does have a little bit of Roger Rabbit to it, but it doesn't have that live action mixed with animation kind of thing. Well, I meant I think more would... like I meant more like uh, you know, the the whole uh we're going to we're going to see this movie totally geek out. We're going to see so many cameos over the course mm. of 90 minutes and the cameos, like I said, once you hit Sugar Rush, the cameos really stopped. And you didn't yeah. see them again. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's true. Um, is this the first time your, your, one of your favorite characters was put into animation? Good old Dig Dug? <laughs> <laughs> um... I mean, you know, what it boils down to is when it, when it comes to the plot of the movie, uh, you know, Ralph and Vanellope have to save the day and uh, King Candy ends up becoming a cyborg and once Ralph, uh, once he takes Ralph up top and Ralph decides, hey, no, I, I need to save the day and I'm going to be a shooting missile at this giant Mentos mountain and... 
whatever else. And uh, I was really surprised that Vanellope actually saved him the first time I saw the movie because I didn't know what was going to happen. Um, what I like about Vanellope as a character is that instead of being depressed about her power, instead of being negative about her power, she used, she eventually learns to use it to her advantage. Like, glitching isn't bad. This is good. I can do all kinds of cool things. And, you know, she kind of turned into the whole, um, she kind of turned into a combination of the Speed Gonzales and the Roadrunner. I mean, granted, she's not running at super speed or anything else, but just, you know, she's all over the place. Um, so I did like that. Um, so Turbo eventually turns into a cyborg, and we, we think that there's going to be somehow he's going to come back, and nope, nope, because in a Mentos Mountain, everybody's going to go get dead. At this point, for Wreck-It Ralph, we're you know three years removed from the movie. I'm more interested to see the plot that they can come up with for a sequel. I do know that I've seen online that the director and some of the writers have said that they want to bring in Mario this time for a sequel. I don't think they should do that. I don't even know if Nintendo will let them do that. I'm so, I guess I'm kind of surprised, but not that even Sega let them use Sonic because, well, I'm kind of not surprised about it because, let's face it, what's Sega doing these days? Well, what I heard is that Nintendo was actually willing to let them use Mario. It's just that they didn't, have a, they didn't really have a place in the movie for him. And having seen it, I understand why. It's just because he would be such a scene stealer, and mm-hmm. there was really no way to drop him into a scene and have him just exist like this, like the same way uh, Pac-Man just existed in the in that one scene and didn't really uh, do anything. Because I think audiences, if they saw Mario, they would have expected him to actually say something instead of just having a walk-on cameo and say "It's me" and then walk away. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The other thing I saw was that supposedly in the sequel, um, they'd like to use Mario and also Tron. Okay, I get Tron as a Disney character because of the the movies that Disney did, but I don't understand why you would put Tron in this world because it wouldn't make any sense. Well, in the movie world of Tron, wasn't Tron also a video game? It was, but it wasn't... That would be kind of a cool, like, in-universe joke. It's like, does Wreck-It Ralph and Tron take place in the same universe? (laughs) That would be kind of funny. (laughs) Uh, What's interesting to me is um, uh, that Ralph has appeared in in other games. Like he's in, he and Vanellope are in as playable characters in Disney Infinity. Uh, he appears in Sega's Sonic and All Stars Racing Transformed uh, as a playable guest. Um, what did you guys think of the soundtrack for the movie overall? Like just watching the movie and, and hearing the songs during the film. What did you guys think of it, Steve? Honestly, I never really paid attention much to it. I mean, I, I. I was aware of it when I was watching it, but I, I really, it wasn't something that really registered on my radar. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so I mean, it's not it's it's not that I I don't care. It's that I I just I don't. I was so in tune to the story, I just didn't really pay attention to it. Right. I think for me, it's... <laughs> and I can safely say this, folks. It's the only time I've actually heard a Rihanna song and actually liked it. Oh. Not that I listened to... No, 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 no. It's not that I listened... I'm not dissing her, but it's like... It was the first time I had... Like, I didn't know who that was singing uh, Shut Up and Drive. But it was a really cool song. And then, you know, later after the fact, I looked, oh, it's Rihanna. Okay, cool. That's, that's all right. I don't listen to her music all that much, but hey, it was a good song for the movie. See, that was the one part of the movie where the soundtrack actually made me notice it and I was ready for it to stop. Because <laughs> otherwise, I think the soundtrack serviced the movie the way it should, which is that you don't really notice it per se, but it does enhance the scenes. And that's all a soundtrack is usually meant to do, unless you're Vince Cola or whoever did the Top Gun soundtrack. That would be, um, oh, God, Top Gun, I should know this. Yeah. Harold Faltermeyer. Yeah. Beverly Hills Cop guy, yeah. Um, now, the cool thing about the soundtrack is, instead of doing two different albums, they did one entire album that's 25 tracks. The first six tracks are the licensed songs by Rihanna, Skrillex, AKB48, Cool and the Gang, Buckner and Garcia in Owl City. The rest of the tracks are all um, compositions by Henry Jackman. Uh, I, I think that's an interesting way to do a soundtrack set without having to release two separate discs. Um, and I thought the I thought the music overall really worked for it. I th you know worked for the movie instead of against it. I think that Jackman's score here. You know, the instrumental stuff was, was really, really well done within the film. Um, so, yeah, absolutely love it. Um, is there anything else we need to bring up about the movie, folks? Um, maybe just some of the, the video gaminess. Like, uh, okay. uh, the, one, the one thing that always, that throughout the movie was just kind of eating away at me was they kept referring to Vanellope as a glitch and I guess she is a glitchy character but like the way she glitches it's not really I don't know I, I realize it's just plot development but uh, she's more like a dummied character like like the, the canon knights in, in uh, Link to the Past it's like anytime you see a ROM hack of a Link to the Past they always throw that guy in it's like hey it's a new character no it's not it's a character they never put in the game um, or, or like Pepsi Man in, 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 in Fighting Vipers. It's like this one character who's in the game, but you can't get to him. And unless you like switch the arcade machine to Japanese, because I don't know, uh, 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 you know, whatever, whatever, uh, corporate deals they had going on in the background, they couldn't release it that way in America. So yeah, she's kind of like that where it's like a character who is fully developed, but like, is dummied out of the game completely and that's kind of what she was in the in the movie except that she was actually like a main character in the game and for some reason you know nobody questioned why she was on on the side art until like wreck it ralph happened to notice it through the uh through the uh last and, well like, they do kind of they do kind of bring that up yeah king candy you know he erased it he locked everybody's memory away no one could remember yeah, but like what I'm talking about is like in in the real world of that of that movie, it's like nobody happened to notice. I, 
They were uh, King Candy yeah. was making an excuse. Well, if people saw her glitching in the game, they'd think the game was broken. I'd be like, hey, I think the game was broken if this character that I knew was supposed to be in the game like wasn't showing up. I mean, I assume that video game magazines or video game websites would exist in this world, and therefore someone might say, hey, where's this character? <laughs> and, oh, Lord, I, I can just see it now. I know. There's, Ele- there's like Electric. Electric Playground featuring Victor Lucas in Wreck-It Ralph 2. <laughs> I know, I'm, I'm putting so much meta into this movie that, like, doesn't need to exist because an eight-year-old kid would not be thinking of this. True. But I was, I was like, well, in the real world, you know, this would be an arcade machine and people would go to other arcades and notice that Penelope was there. And then they come to this one and she's not there and it said there's this, like, wacky king. It's like, what the hell is going on here? What's wrong with this game? Yeah. Um, a bit of trivia. Now, I did not, I guess I should have picked up on this since I'm usually the numbers guy, but apparently this was um, released 75 years to the day after the first ever Walt Disney animated film. Mm. Uh, let's see here. Disneyland guests can play the Fix It Felix Jr. arcade game. There are several currently located at the back of Tomorrowland Souvenir Store near the Space Mountain exit. Uh, the train station of Nice Land shows that the population is 224 by 256. The uh, complex ha, 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 yeah. of an 8-bit game. Right. Uh, let's see here. King Candy's voice and character design is modeled after Ed Wynn, as you already said, popular comedian and voice artist, best known in Walt Disney films as the voice of the Mad Hatter in Alice in Wonderland uh, and Uncle Albert and Mary Poppins. Early in production, it was considered to keep all characters in their native graphic quality, essentially making Ralph look 8-bit the entire time. This was deemed too difficult for making Ralph a sympathetic, lovable character. That's interesting. I, I would love to... I would actually... I know, I know they'll never do this, but I would actually love to see this movie in the, in the 8-bit style. Right. I think that would be really, really interesting. I like that they uh, kept it for certain scenes. I mean, when you see the outside of the Tapper arcade mm-hmm. machine where they're all huddled, huddled around the, the bar, you actually do see an 8-bit Ralph in that scene. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was pretty funny. So they kept it to some degree. Nope. And, like, early in the movie, I noticed that the characters were kind of jittery, and I, mm-hmm. that slowly went away as the movie went on, but... That's obviously a a uh, a nod to the way video game characters were animated back in the '80s when you didn't have a lot of uh, uh, character frames to work with because <laughs> you only had so much memory and you know that was that was a pretty cool nod. Yeah, it was. Um... Uh, let's see what other trivia here. Uh... During the storyboard process, Sugar Rush contained many more mini-games spread throughout the kingdom that Ralph and Vanellope had to play to win parts for their car. This was all condensed into the bake shop scene, and many Sugar Rush characters were left unused. So if they have unused Sugar Rush characters, I wonder if they'll show up in the sequel. Possibly. The DJ at Fix-It Felix's 30th anniversary party is designed after Skrillex, a real-life dubstep artist 
who also wrote the music from the scene in which Ralph first goes into battle in Hero's Duty. That's interesting. Uh, <laughs> the, the cops' badges parody the real police motto to protect and serve, reading to heat and serve. Why would a donut cop and a eclair cop wear a badge that says to heat and serve? That just sounds, I don't know. They serve um, donuts. Yeah, that's true. Notice that I, I, I think that both of the names were, were jokes, but the one I caught was one of them was named Duncan. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, uh, boy. Voice actors. Um, all right. Uh, so I think that's going to do it for now. Steve, did you have anything else on Wreck-It Ralph? Any other final thoughts or anything? No, I mean, I, th- I think it's pretty solid, and I honestly, I, I can't wait till they make another one. Hopefully it's sooner rather than later, uh, considering there could be worse films that Disney's putting out, um, animated-wise. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that all of the stuff that, I mean, in, in the overall package, I'd say that they, they hit the nail on the head with this one. Um mm-hmm. They they touched all the right notes with as far as the characters that did show up that were from other franchises, um, without uh, really kind of taking away from anything that the story was trying to tell, um, and I, I think that just overall it was it was really entertaining watching from eight bit to current day, and, and having the the you know the generic and. Uh, movements and, and sound effects and, and everything that's kind of reminiscent of it that and I think that's kind of why it did as well as it did reception wise just because people kind of could relate to it and have the nostalgia glasses on mm-hmm. absolutely you know you mentioned the the uh, the actual arcade machines of fix of Felix jr I, I would love to just take one of those apart and just see if there's actually a actually dedicated hardware inside or if it's mm-hmm. just a PC tower <laughs> probably the latter but I think it would be interesting hmm. yeah that would be interesting uh, alright on a scale to 0 to 5 what are we going to rate this Steve uh, I'd give it about 4.5 Neil I'll give it a 4.5 as well yeah, I'm pretty much right there with you guys. There wasn't anything too mate like I mean, I I hate to admit this, but and it isn't saying anything bad about the movie, but it, I've watched it so many times and know it so well, I can pretty much fall asleep to the movie at this point. <laughs> um and yeah, 4.5. I mean, it's it's a really really good movie. I mean, the plot, I I guess for me a half point is because the the plot is, I mean, it, it is a classic reused plot. You know, one one character starts out as this and eventually becomes the villain. So, Alright, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and close the show after this. Nice share, Ralph. As fellow bad guys, we've all felt what you're feeling and we've come to terms with it. Really? Right here. I'm Zangief, I'm bad guy. Hi Zangief. I relate to you, Ralph. When I hit bottom, I was crushing man's skull like sparrow egg between my thighs. 
<laughs> and I think, why do you have to be so bad, Zangief? Why can't you be more like good guy? Then I have moment of clarity. If Zangief is good guy, we'll crush man's skull like sparrow's egg between thighs. And I say, Zangief, you are bad guy. But this does not mean you're bad guy. Right. I'm sorry, I just, I, you lost me there. Zombie, bad guy. Hi, zombie. Zangief saying, labels not make you happy. Good, bad. You must love you. Yeah, inside here. Yeah. Oh, whoa, okay. Oh, all right, I get you. I get you. Watch out, it's dripping. Question, Ralph. We've been asking you to bat it on for years now, and tonight you, you finally show up. Why is that? I don't know. I just felt like coming. I mean, I suppose it has something to do with the fact that, uh, well, today is the 30th anniversary of my game. Happy anniversary, Ralph. Thanks, Satan. Uh, it's Satine, actually. Got it. But here's the thing. I don't want to be the bad guy anymore. with the program, Ralph. You're not going turbo, are you? Turbo? No, I'm not going turbo. Come on, guys. Is it turbo to want a friend? Or a medal? Or a piece of pie every once in a while? Is it turbo to want more out of life? Yes. Ralph, Ralph, we get it. But we can't change who we are. And the sooner you accept that, the better off your game and your life will be. Hey, one game at a time, Ralph. Now let's close out with the bad guy affirmation. I am bad, and that's good. I will never be good, and that's not bad. There's no one I'd rather be than me. Okay, gang, see you next week. Listen, I can't do snacks. Hang in there, Ralph. Hey, zombie, don't forget your hatchet. There you go. All right, folks, we are back. Steve, what do you got going on currently? What, what kind of projects are you working on? Um, I've been doing some graphic design and some voiceover stuff for donation money. Um, and also, I'm designing images for the KeepCast Radio Zazzle store, provided they let me post them. <laughs> I've made some more, so we'll see what happens. Cool, cool. What about you, Neil? What's going on with the scene and all that good stuff? Well, I'm working on this really cool uh, chapter called The Back of My Eyelids, and uh, that's coming along very well. Uh, but I actually should get back to work on it pretty soon. I've just been, like, really busy with uh, other things. Had a had one of my uh, relatives, like, stay with me over the past week, so I didn't really get anything done. So, uh, yeah, I should really uh, get back to work. Um, <laughs> there should be a new Animation Aficionados episode coming fairly soon. I got to add, damn Ben, he, he like, he wanted me to insert all these all these sound clips. And, of course, I could have just released the episode by now, but I got to hunt those down. What what are you guys talking about this episode? Uh, well, we did one on uh, Gary Owen. Gary Owens. Uh, yeah. And of course, I'm like, well, I have a bunch of uh, 
uh, Roger Ramjet clips, and I know I can find like one or two of like I don't know Powdered Toast Man and and Blue Falcon, and and Ben had a bunch of stuff that he wanted to add, and I haven't gotten those yet, so <sighs> you know. <laughs> awesome. Um, as far as I go, I've been working on the pull bag. Obviously, pixels and the animations going strong here. Uh, Powers of Grayskull. We've got uh, Showtime Synergy coming up in a couple of months and all that good stuff. Just head on over to geekcastradio.com and check all that stuff out. So thank you for joining us here on Pixels the Animation. There are several ways to get in contact with us or leave feedback for the show. Email us feedback at geekcastradio.com. Leave the show's feedback in iTunes. Please do this. Follow us on Twitter at Geekcast Radio is the network Twitter. Mine is TFU and Mike. Steve, what is your Twitter? At SCP21. And Neil? Neil Sama. Become a fan on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash geekcast or radio network. You can also check out Neil's classic gaming over there and the CN comic, right? Correct. Call the voicemail line. Tell us the show you're leaving the message for and your name. 502-526-5821. There's a five-minute time limit. We hope you enjoyed the latest episode of Pixels in the Animation and wish you'll join us next time when we'll be reviewing three more episodes from Mega Man, those being Ice Age... Cold Steel, and Future Shock. For now, I'm TFG1 Mike with... TV's Mr. Neil. Steve Megatron Phillips. Tune in next time and help us find the pixels in the animation. Aha! You wouldn't hit a guy with glasses, would you? Aha! You hit a guy with glasses. That's... <laughs> well played. <laughs> chocolate! <laughs> it's chocolate! I love chocolate! <laughs> oh, beautiful chocolate! <laughs> You did it, Ralph! Oh, way to go, brother! (laughs) Uh, uh, I... All fixed! You ready for this? As ready as I'll ever be. Princess Vanellope. <gasps> I remember she's our princess. Oh, that's right. We are so sorry about the way we treated you. Yeah, yeah, those were jokes. No, I was just doing what Taffeta told me to do. <laughs> As your merciful princess, I hereby decree that everyone who was ever mean to me shall be executed. What? No, 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 please, please. Oh, my. Man, oh, this place just got interesting. <laughs> oh, I don't want to die. I'm just kidding. You are. Stop crying, Taffeta. I'm trying, but it won't stop. Wow. So this is the real you, Princess. 
Ah, Ralph, what are you, nuts? Come on, this isn't me. This is me. Look, the code may say I'm a princess, but I know who I really am, Ralph. I'm a racer with the greatest superpower ever. I was here, I was there. I was glitching through the walls. I'm not giving that up. Pardon me for asking, but without a princess, who's going to lead us? Yeah, who? Uh, me. I'm thinking more along the lines of a constitutional democracy. President Vanellope Von Schweetz. Has a nice ring to it, don't you think? Fix it. Wreck it. The arcade's about to open. Let's move them out. You know, you could just stay here and live in the castle. You'd have your own wing where no one would ever complain about your stench or treat you bad ever again. You could be happy. I'm already happy. Got the coolest friend in the world. And besides, I've got a job to do too. May not be as fancy as being president, but it's my duty. And it's a big duty. <laughs> Ralph, you coming, brother? See you later, President Farfeathers. Au revoir, Admiral Underpants. And farewell, Baroness Boogerface. Goodbye, Major Body Odor. Hasta la vista, Ralph! All right, to be continued. Yeah! So, I'm happy to report, and you'll be happy to hear, I'm taking life one game at a time. Of course, the job hasn't changed, but newsflash, the Nicelanders are being nice to me. And you know, that got me thinking about those poor guys left without a game. So here's what we did. We're gonna wreck it! We asked them to help us out on the bonus level. Yeah, we can fix it! I'm telling you guys, we haven't been this popular in years. Crazy. The gamers say we're retro, which I think means old but cool. Oh, and I decided that living in the dump wasn't making me feel very good, so I cleaned it up, built myself a little shack, and a couple for the new guys, too. Well, with a little help from Felix. Oh, and guess who was the best man at his and Calhoun's wedding? That's right, my friends, old Ham Hands himself. Very elegant affair. Should have seen it. A lot of grandeur. And not a single bug. And let's just say some tears were shed. But I gotta say, the best part of my day is when I get thrown off the roof. Because when the Nicelanders lift me up, I get a perfect view of Sugar Rush. And I can see Vanellope racing. The kid's a natural, and the players love her, glitch and all, just like I knew they would. Turns out I don't need a medal to tell me I'm a good guy. Because if that little kid likes me, how bad can I be?